Hi, this is Volleyball Explained Podcast, and this is the Italian Summer. This is me, Bogdan, also Nicola, and we're going to talk about European Championship men, won by Italy, Italy, not Italy, European Championship women, won by Italy, but also about the U19 World Championship won by Poland and the upcoming U21 World Championship in which Italy is the favorite. Some of the best Italian singers are going to help us today in order to uh, reconstruct the atmosphere that is uh, going on through all stadiums, halls and whatever sport is uh, practiced because Italy won also the European Championship in football. But also they won the most medals they have won in their history in the Olympic Games including the 100 meter in athletics but also one of the biggest triumphs in the, the, the biggest toys of the olympic games the high jumping man amazing but okay uh, let's uh, concentrate firstly volleyball but we need to listen to this a little bit Okay, let's start with European Championship men that ended just, I don't know, three, three, three days ago and Italy won in the final. Three days ago. At, against uh, the team of, uh, against the team of uh, Slovenia. Slovenia. Three, two amazing dramatic match. Slovenia led 2-1, but Italy done it. Uh, I am going to share some secret today, probably before the not probably before the semi-finals you uh, you told us that uh, probably Serbia needs to beat Italy in the semi-finals because they will have a bigger chance against Poland in the final but Poland didn't get into the final so what do you think was the recipe for Italian success well that's one of the most asked questions in those days uh, here in Italy and since that uh, everybody pretty much saying the, the same thing. It's, uh, it was all about the group. Uh, as everybody could see since the beginning, uh, it wasn't an Italian team uh, stacked of uh, superstars, uh, except of Giannelli and Anzani and maybe Balazzo. Most of the other guys were just at the end of their first or their second uh, season on, on, on a top level. So... I think that maybe also the fact that they had no pressure on their shoulders, because uh, I told you in the in the chat, you and Ronnie, whatever comes after the, the quarterfinal would have been okay. I mean, it would have been a, a great achievement for this for this young team, which was the youngest team of the of the tournament, uh, at least uh, between the ones that that had a chance to to, to do something good. Uh, overall, also I don't remember actually. But the recipe seems, even if when you look uh, from, from the couch, as, as we did, um, they had fun playing. Uh, they, they wanted to play, to play volleyball uh, for, for the sake of playing volleyball. They, they never, they never be doomed by errors. Uh, they just uh, keep playing. And I think that the end of the Georgie on this team is uh, already pretty, you could see it. Because one of the things that a lot of people are underlined there that the difference, maybe the biggest difference with uh, Blengini is that the George is not afraid to sub a player off and try new things. Uh, that's true, but I think that it's also easier to sub off a young player rather than a superstar like Zaisev or Wantorina in the case of, uh, of Blengini. But, but at the end was an, an unexpected journey for, for everyone, for us, the fans, for the press and for the players as well. Because for as much as they say, 
We, we believe we could do something great. I'm pretty sure that if you ask them before the start of the European Championship, no one would have predicted Italy winning it. Yeah, for sure. What do you think is the impact of Simone Gianelli? Also Micheletto, but firstly Gianelli, because we talked also in the chat with Ronnie, who is not here, unfortunately, due to some engagements, but uh, that it's pretty normal for the team with the best setter to win. And in the final four, it is absolutely sure that among uh, among Vincic or Opret with uh, with Jovovic, uh, but even Gisga and Lomac, Janelli is for sure the best setter. What is the impact of, of Janelli is this team? He's only 25. Uh, even uh, also for a setter, it's even like younger, but he's the, the biggest, like the veteran there. Yeah, he also won the MVP award uh, at the end of the of the tournament. But to me, that was probably the best tournament ever for Gianelli with the jersey of the, the Italian national team. Uh, even better than the Olympics in Rio, uh, even better than its breakout uh, World League in two, back in 2016, I think, I don't remember. Because that's the point. You said it's just 25 years old, but he's already played something like Second maybe two, two Olympic games already. Yeah, maybe something like I don't know, 10 tournaments, major tournaments with Italy between the European Championship, World Championship, Olympics, UNL. So uh, that that was uh, exceptional. I think that uh, uh, the highest performance uh, from him are the reason for great performance such like the ones from Pinali or Lavia or Micheletto himself for the for, for all along the tournament especially in uh, in the in the final four um maybe um, he has uh, improved even if uh, it's a short time under the Georgie but he could have been improved uh, being trained by a former setter because the Georgie was a former setter and he Janelli will be trained by a former setter like Gerbic in the in Perugia. But so far in his career, he hasn't been. I mean, I know that Rado was a former setter, but I mean high level, high profile, uh, yeah. high profile setter. So when you have something on the bench that know exactly what you are going through, because he has been through that many times in the past, maybe it's also easier for, for the setter. But Janelli had an, an extraordinary tournament. I mean, at the end of the, the game, at the end of the final, when I was wondering who could be the the MVP of the tournament, to me it was uh, two horses races between him and Micheletto. Micheletto, yeah. It's interesting uh, this in this regard, because if we drop Gianelli and Micheletto, all the other players taken one by one are not not, not impressive. Or at least they, were, they weren't impressive so far. We have Wavia, we have Pinali, we have uh, Gawasi, even An- Anzani. Okay, Anzani is, is playing in Lube, but it's it's not a world-class uh, middle blocker. Okay, it's very good, but not world-class uh, on the top, top level. Um Bawazu probably, probably even even though I don't think this was the the best uh, tournament of Bawazu, but in, uh, me either. In, 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 in a in a in a in a moment, they are just forming a great team with a, a second opposite, uh, a guy from uh, A2 uh, in Italy, Serie uh, A2. Uh, Coming, coming in in the in the final, scoring uh, 90% efficiency in attack. It's it, it seems like like a fairy tale to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely probably to him too. <laughs> if yeah, you, if, if we could ask him, but yeah, that that's probably, and um, we we shouldn't maybe underestimate the fact that while most of the players were involved in the Olympics. These guys were already training with the Giorgi in, in Cavalese in, here in, in Italy. So they probably had the time to build up some kind of chemistry, some kind of a connection. And I think uh, they acknowledge that the only way to go far in the tournament was to keep helping each other. I mean, I rarely see Italy uh, defending like that. I never see Italy going for every single ball that was falling on the ground. It, it was 
surprising but expected if we take in account that there, most of them could have seen the tournament like the the, uh, the occasion of their life i mean the, the first time on big stages and for someone probably also the last because i don't know the georgia is a good great problem right now because <laughs> for the next tournament who are you gonna left out uh, <laughs> and why <laughs> so in, or, that, in order uh, to put this for example zaitsev for piano or i don't know Kowachio. by the way if we could here make a small uh very temporary transition to the topics we are going to comment very soon uh, with regard to the club leagues When we talk about the Italian Championship for the upcoming season, we are talking about Modena, we are talking about Lube, we are talking about Perugia, and there are grounds for that, there are reasons for that. But we are underestimating Trento because they had a very superstar team last year, and they they were taking some players, uh, Italian players, for the next season, and they they took back uh, Matei Kaziski. And in an instant, what we have is that the starting, probably the starting uh, 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 team of Trento for the next season, for the upcoming season, will be Alessandro Micheletto, European champion. Daniele Oavia, European champion. Ricardo Bertoli, European champion. And Giulio Pinali, European champion. Plus uh, Podraschanin and Lissinac, who are the top, top class players and... Uh, Uh, and uh, final four players from this European Championship. Uh, this is not that important, the top, uh, the, the final four, but still. Uh, plus, the Libero will be the, the Libero of the German national team, who is also a good class. So, uh, it's, in, it's interesting how things changed very, very quickly uh, with, with this. Now, now, Trento is not looking, plus Matei, uh, Trento is not looking that, that weak as mo- most people would, would say it's one month ago, for example. Are you there? So, you're, you don't see me? Uh, the, just for a moment there. It, it okay, there are audio probably, droppers. Probably it's mine. It's, 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 it's written that it's mine, but anyway, it's, it's fine now. So I restarted, then, then you cut it off. And yeah, yeah and... It's, it's fine. Okay, we, we don't need to cut anything. It's it's a it's a live. That's the 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 problems of the of the live broadcast. It's not a problem. No, you're right. But uh, I mean, as a kind of fan, and I would never underestimate my, my my team. But the the performances from the attacking trio in the in the European Championship are definitely encouraging. The question is, will Sbertoli will be able to to keep their performance at a, such a high level like Janet? If he could even go close to it, we will enjoy the next season in Trento. Probably not fighting for the titles, but creating problems to every team that will come around. On the rest, you know, the other teams are built for a, for one goal, which is try to win everything from Lube to Perugia to Modena. So I, I think that as the first will be gone, Trento will be, will be a team to, to look at. But right now, I think the guy that will just enjoy the, the path. And the other question is how Micheletto will come back from the under 21 World Cup yeah I mean this season he hasn't stopped playing basically since the last year under 19 uh, what was that the European champions not sure not sure the the World Cup I'm not I'm not I'm not sure he played in the in the U8 not U18 he he should have played in the U19 I'm not sure okay but but okay he played in uh, VNL he played in the Olympics he played in uh, the European Championship men And uh, probably he's going to, to to pass the the group phase, the group stage in the U21 World Championship starting uh, tomorrow or probably today in the day of the publication of this podcast. But uh, but probably he's going to to play in the in the in the quarterfinal phase and in the final four. Very probably Italy will be there. 
as not only as a host, but as, as the favorite in the tournament. So this is absolutely amazing for him. And uh, I believe that the Italy can win this uh, tournament even without Micheletto, but with, with Micheletto, I, I don't think there, there will be a team uh, that can stop Italy. But still, uh, Micheletto is a phenomenon in the, from what he's playing. He's, okay, let's say he's 20 because he'll be 20 in, in, a, in a month. But uh, he's doing absolutely everything. I mean, he's serving, he's blocking, he's attacking, he's receiving. He has been a liberal, I believe, in the start of his career when yeah. he was. Then he just exploded in his height, and he's now two one uh, two oh seven, I believe. Uh, so uh, he's really. I, I remember one. Um, one quote from, uh, I believe it was uh, Maurizio Colantoni, one of the commentators in Rai, who said, Serve bene, riceve bene, attacca bene, he serves good, uh, he, uh, he receives good, uh, he attacks good. He's doing everything. How could you actually, I don't know, explain it? Because it's almost unreal for, tw for 20 years of age uh, attacker. Hey, <laughs> that, 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 that's a good question. Um, like the politicians, have... thank you for the question. <laughs> no, oh actually, no, yeah. not thank you for the question because I'm, I'm not, I don't have an answer or, yeah. or at least a, a logical one. Like, but... like, like students say in an exam, uh, professor, uh, the question is not uh, difficult, the answer is difficult. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, he'll be under the spotlight, uh, as, you, as you just pointed out, basically. Uh, on everything you've done on the court and the point is uh, when you have given the chance to grow and to do that alongside players like the one he had trained for for the past two, two years and I mean I'm pretty much excited to see what he could learn uh, training with Matei Kaziski in the in the next season when you have the chance to, to train people like that uh, you kind of steal some of their techniques some of their movements and it's even more amazing for him because in some part of the game you already look like um an experienced player i mean the decision he took uh the making a i don't know a feint instead of a spiking a hard a hard spike it was something that you're not expecting for a guy such a young age. On his side, his hive is helping him a lot when attacking because I've seen some attacks. Janelli, all he has to do was just setting the ball high. And uh, Micheletto was uh, over the block many times. Uh, or in a couple of times, he spiked it in, uh, within the th three meters line that, that were. You, you can't defend something like this. I mean, if you hit by that and you defend it, it's, it's by chance. You know? <laughs> you're actually on the right place in the right moment. But if you try to do to defend it, you, you had no chance to. So let's hope that he will keep his mind focused, that he's not going to be pumped up by all the compliments he's receiving because he will probably have the up and downs as anybody else not just in volleyball but in life so but i'm, I'm pretty confident that the, the environment he has around him uh, in trento will, will help him to improve even more yeah uh probably let's let's stop with italy because it was it's pretty much enough and actually we're going to talk about the italian success in women just a little bit later but let's mention the other teams firstly slovenia slovenia uh, won for Third time, not in a row, but in third time for four championships, uh, the silver medal. Actually, they are the most consistent team. Uh, they are the only team in the last uh, four uh, European championships uh, that has more than one appearance in the final. Uh, they have actually three, but they lost all the finals. Uh, they performed great against uh, the, the team of Poland in the, in the semifinal. Uh, but something was not clicking uh, in the final. Uh, I believe they they were leading 2-1, and so they have both in the fourth and in the fifth set, they have in both sets a three-points lead. 
Uh, yes, in the beginning of both sets, but uh, still, why do you think Slovenia was not able to finish what they started? Uh, when I rewatch the game, there's there's one thing that I that I was noticing. They were keep trying to have safe plays most of the of the time. I don't know how to explain it, and I will try in, in a foreign language. I mean, you can read most of, of what they're doing, and if you notice it, Italy touched a lot of their attacks, yeah. especially in the fifth set, and then have the chance to to counterattack. Yeah. But it's also difficult to say what went wrong because when you lose a game in a tie break. Uh, there are details or moments in the in the game. I mean, there was that uh, serving uh, streak of Micheletto when they just changed the the court, the the half court in the in the tiebreak that changed everything. Maybe if Micheletto would have sent the first serve in the net and they had the ball back, we were talking about the different outcome. The the fact is that. I think the a couple of Slovenian players underperform, but on the other end, a couple of them overperform. Uh, I remember Payang for his years in Italy, and he's a he's a great middle blocker, he's a, at European level middle blocker, but he's never been too consistent uh, during the during the entire season. In the final, for some some moments, he looked like the the white Simon. I don't know, it was unstoppable in uh, in attack. He blocked basically everything that comes around the the area of, of his end, and he was also serving serving very good. On the other end, uh, I think that Stern wasn't that consistent during the game, even if he had that serving streak at the end of the third that gave the set to 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 Slovenia, and they surprised Poland changing Vincic for um, uh, the other oh, sector, Robert, and. But it wasn't that much of a surprise for for Italy, probably. And the, you know, and people in the world will know that when you have a defining starting setter, the other is usually more used to play with the other subs in uh, in, in irregular practice. Yeah. So the, it probably took a little bit more time to to adjust uh, with the with the starting starting player. And on the other end, uh, I think that um, the Romano coming into the into the game uh, basically was a, a shock for for both teams, and we know the difficult uh, to defend a left-handed player when you spend the whole game defending a right-handed player yeah. like like Pinali. Uh, the courses are different, the rotation of the ball is different, the timing is different, so. That, that was probably... Uh, and he's not also that familiar one, for yes. scouts, for example, because he, he's yeah. playing in a two. And uh, for example, I believe that scouts are uh, gathering, collecting information, not only from uh, matches of the national teams, of course, but also from matches of uh, of the of the club teams. But I, I'm not sure they they going so deep in order to collect also from R2 and whatever second division we have. And because it's not that it's not that uh, popular, it's not that uh, often to have R2 or second division players in the in the national teams. Uh, by the way, talking about the, the problems of Slovenia, I believe that the setter position is the one problem because they just can't match uh, even a player like Jovovic, for example. Just Vincic is a little bit uh, uh, older already and uh, not not that much. Actually, I'm not sure how, how many uh, how many years he has, but uh, but still he 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 hasn't been uh, the one of the best setters uh, whenever. Uh, the other yeah. the other the other setter is also. Uh, uh, a newcomer in the team, a uh, player playing more uh, instead of vintage, but of course it's not a, it's not this this class of player. Of course, this is normal. They have a very tiny population, and uh, it's 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 very hard to to have uh, to have uh, a lot of talent, especially in the set of position, which is very specific. Uh, and the other problem, I believe, is is of course Stern. 
Stieren is a very good player, but uh, this X factor, which is missing in, in his, uh, not in his play, but in his attitude is, for example, the fact that he, he agreed to be a second violin in, uh, in the team of, uh, of Piacenza, where Lagumjo will, will be the first uh, choice for an opposite. And even agreeing to, to such a move to be a reserve when you are the first choice in a uh, vice champion of Europe back in 2019 and now, it's a very strange thing to do because it's normal. There will be a plenty of clubs, including his former club, uh, where he can be a, a first choice. Okay, probably he is going to, to make more money in, uh, in Piacenza for sure. But I don't understand this is, this is some mental thing which, which is an indicator why he's not performing in the best way, not because he can, but because he thinks in that way. It, it, it may be, maybe, I mean, sometimes the dynamic uh, behind the transfer are unknown. It, it sounds strange to me, actually, even if we all know that Piacenza is big enough a team uh, because they want to win to win something. And we know that probably is the second, if not even the richest team in the in the Italian league. So the, they could afford to have two good opposite like uh, Lagumja and, and Stern. Piacenza is not doing the uh, European competition next season. So it would be uh, have more sense even if they would qualify, I don't know, for the Challenge Cup and to play him uh, uh, during the week to, to have a more rested Lagumja. But, but we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not too harsh towards, uh, towards Stern uh, because at the end, he hadn't had a bad uh, European Championship. It was just about the fact that, I don't know, we all know that Every player who plays at that level uh, deserves to be there and means to be uh, one of the best players around. But you have to do a, a kind of say, uh, another step to be considered not the best, but among best or someone to to be as, as reliable as a weapon all all game long. And in my opinion, he's not. Um, maybe with another year of experience, it will become it. I don't know, but I think that uh, the setter uh, was predictable in some of these, his sets because I don't want to say he wants to avoid Stern and pass the ball instead to Renault and Sebul, who they have no problem and, and they're pretty experienced. But it almost almost looks like uh, like this if you if you look carefully. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Poland. Poland won uh, again the bronze medal, and probably most people think that thought that actually Poland is going to win the championship, uh, especially after the defeat of uh, France in the one eight final against the Czech Republic. Very surprisingly. Uh, and they were performing very good, especially against Russia. What do you think that didn't click? And uh, Vito Henin is leaving now. He he played. He you know, he coached Poland for a very last time. Uh, you are not the biggest fan of him, as as we know, uh, because he won the the 2018 World Championship. But but then, especially after uh, Leon started playing for the team, and this is very very erratic and very interesting uh, statement by my side that I believe that Leon is not helping Poland, but actually uh, making Poland more predictable and even a little bit more erratic, uh, a slower team, I believe, or in attack. Because, for example, if we take the attack of uh, Kurek, uh, in some situations, Kurek is a, is a very slow attacker, of course, very good because he is compensating with height and power. But together with Leon, they have actually two attackers that are not that uh, fast, especially in the Olympic Games. That was very, uh, uh, the people can, can see it very, uh, very clearly during the matches. What do you think? 
Uh, well, in addition to all the, the the points you made for Poland to win it, this was also hosting the final four in Katowice. So there should have been yeah. another <laughs> another plus for them. Um, for what I've seen, uh, the, the main problem was that in none of the games I watched from them, and I'm talking about uh, the, the quarterfinal and uh, the semifinal and the a little bit of the round of 16 against uh, Russia. Uh, uh, Finont, I believe it was the round of 16 and then ah, the final yeah, was uh, against Russia. Russia. And the, uh, Poland's attacking trio uh, didn't click at the same time. I mean, uh, there were uh, times in the game during the matches that were Kurek were playing good, but Kubia wasn't. Uh, and, and then uh, Leon was, I don't say average, I mean average for his level, which is keep scoring point, but not that flashy, let's say that. And then maybe the, in the ensuing set, Kubia raised his level and, uh, and Kurek uh, slow it down. Uh, I think that it was even difficult for Drisga to, to decide who to set the ball in some moments. And you could see, especially <laughs> at the end of the fourth set against... Uh, uh, Slovenia, that was probably one of the craziest sets I've ever seen in my life, with Slovenia scoring the match point twice that has been wiped out by the, the video check once because of uh, a, a belly invasion by Stern after blocking Leon, uh, the other for a touch that wasn't a touch, uh, a block touch that uh, Hurnauta thought it wasn't. And then after 20 minutes of video check, we found out it, uh, it was not. Uh, especially in the end of this set, it, it was like uh, Drisga picking a panic option almost every set. Uh, because even if you didn't know, I mean, after the, the block of Stern against Leon, I think that even Leon, which is probably without probably, was definitely the best uh, uh, outside hitter in the, in the world right now. Maybe backed up, uh, backed off a little bit uh, while. Uh, while attacking, and and then the middle blockers of Poland was been one of the key of their uh, recent uh, success because when they they keep up, especially blocking and serving, uh, and the same the same thing uh, they didn't they didn't were consistent about uh, uh, all games long. They also had the pressure. They had uh, a coach that. To me, it's not the most indicated to handle the pressure as we've seen, it, because Einan usually is the first of the, of the group of people who seems to go out of his mind during during, during a game, and, and probably this kind of uh, being nervous also has been transmitted to the player on uh, on the court. Zatorski also, in my opinion, didn't play his best. Uh, tournament uh, it wasn't bad eh? I'm not saying it was bad but we're expecting to, we used to see him like the probably number two in the world behind the behind the Grabenikov and in some some frangents in the, in the games he didn't perform well but that it, it was against Slovenia and a team who beat them four times in the past four uh, euros so probably it was also like that. If not Slovenia in the semi-final, if he's, if you swap the the semi-finalist, probably I don't know um, Italy Slovenia on one side and Poland Serbia on the other. In my opinion, Poland would have been would have been easily qualified for the final, not for the outcome of the third and fourth place matches because. Serbia looked like they didn't want to play it. I don't know if you watch it, but after the first set, uh, uh, Serbia basically yeah. say, "Okay, well, let, let's go to the end of the of the game." But for for the attitude in general, I think that Poland will will go to the final. And once in the final, with the all with the entire whole uh, cheering for you, it would have been a different different thing. Probably the, the greatest problem for Poland was Slovenia, if, if we say it easier. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, actually, if we talk about all the teams, we're going to make the podcast probably three, four hours. So so let's uh, make the last uh, topic on the men's European Championships. The 
I would say the both surprises, the one negative and the one positive. The positive surprise is the team of the Czech Republic, one of the, the hosts. Uh, they beat France in the 1-8 final and uh, um, made it to the to the quarterfinals where they uh, was uh, they were defeated by by the team of Slovenia. Actually, the Czech Republic beat Slovenia in the, uh, in, the, group in, the in the group stage. Uh, and Italy beat Slovenia two times, one in the group stage, one in the one in the final. Uh, why do you think, firstly, uh, and and the negative, of course, is France. Why do you think, firstly, France underperformed as being the the Olympic champion? Because, in my opinion, probably motivation, probably the new coach. Uh, sometimes we say that uh, the new coach is a new, uh, I don't know, flow of motivation. But when you have won the uh, the, the Olympic title with uh, with uh, Resende, uh, actually excluding some of the players in the, from the team like like Kevin Tilly and Bouye, they they don't have uh, they didn't have any substitutes almost. Uh, I believe that that was a little bit strange, and that with having Resende and Gapet in the same time in the same team is a almost like a, uh, yeah the spark the spark for an explosion is always there. I think you pointed out the the answer with your question. They were probably uh, emotionally drained after the Olympics because when you get such an accolade, you probably, in Italy we say, you sit. So you, you, you're not ready to, to, to jump off and, and fight again. And definitely they have to adjust to the new, to the new coach. And probably leaving out Boyer and, and TD was also a, a statement by the coach, uh, not against the player, but like saying, uh, now, starting right now, we're doing the things this way. So uh, I don't want to be too, too negative. I, I mean, honestly, I think that if you ask a French, uh, French fan or a French player, they don't give a crap about the, the Euro. They just won the Olympics. The, the, they're fine with, with it. And they probably have been stopped partying just a couple of days before the, the start of the European Championship. So that, that, that wasn't the, the negative. On the other hand, the Czech Republic, uh, the pushed by the public in the group stage. And then with Adrava, in my opinion, play a, a really great um, so, so probably uh, he didn't play a lot in Lube, but uh, he, he unleashed what he what he was uh, saving in the, in the Superliga during this uh, this competition, and that's one of the key for Czech Republic that so far. And actually, we have to to consider that they basically beat France because uh, uh, they ended fourth. Or no third, fourth, Bulgaria fourth, and fourth, 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 fourth. They were fourth. Yeah. Bulgaria was was third. We're not going to talk about Bulgaria because we don't deserve. <laughs> we we uh, don't deserve to talk about Bulgaria, unfortunately. So yeah, so yeah, they they, they had a good tournament, but basically, the the, the good part of their tournament was beating us because the win against Slovenia in the first game. Uh, it was the opening game, and then Slovenia didn't last until the the, the final in the ensuing matches. So, uh, still they, they played a great tournament. We had, we had to say it. Actually, the Czech Republic was leading two one and twenty three to nineteen against Bulgaria in their uh, third match, I believe. The third match it was, I believe. Uh, and actually, they deserved also to win this, but then the inimaginable happened, and uh, Tolos Kirov scored three aces in a row, and. Uh, we took that match, uh, I don't know in how, actually, exactly. And I believe we deserve to, to, to lose it. But still, uh, and then in this, in this scenario, we should have played against, against France. But anyway, this is, this is not important. Okay, uh, about the Czech Republic, it's interesting. Before the tournament, I said to a friend that uh, the, the only players I know uh, from them are the two uh, two uh, opposites, Hadrava and Finger, and actually the setters, especially Lubos Bartonek. Uh, I liked uh, how he played a lot. Also the outside hitters, and they were changing to Yaslat hitters, Galobov, 
uh, Vasina and uh, one one further uh, which uh, name I didn't uh, I didn't recall. But still, they played very good, and I uh, uh, the Liberal also, uh, and uh, yeah, they deserve this uh, this success from their side. Okay, let's mention here uh, that uh, our last podcast with Ronnie was a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't know how many weeks uh, weeks ago, but uh, we talked about the, the the women's European Championship until the semi-final phase, and uh, Italy won it there also against uh, Serbia uh, in the final. They lost against Serbia in VNL. They lost against Serbia in the quarterfinal of the Olympics, but they won against Serbia in the final of. Uh, uh, the European Championship in, in Belgrade, by the way, uh, in the in the capital of Serbia, they played as a team. Uh, as we all know, that Nicole is not the biggest fan of uh, women's volleyball. He's a sexist. That's I'm joking. But but still, but I watched the final actually. Yeah, really, of course, yeah, of course. And but um, my idea is that that uh, just like uh, in the men's tournament, in the in the women's tournament, Italy was playing as a team, even with Paola Egono. Sometimes. Of course, Igono has the, the the biggest amount of balls, blah blah blah. But but this time they were playing as a as a team. They were changing setters. Uh, they were they had uh, uh, they were without Katerina Buzetti in, in in the tournament due to injury. But uh, Miriam Sio especially and Elena Pietrini played a great match in the uh, in the final. Uh, also the the Liberal, of course, uh, Monica Di Gennaro and. Uh, uh, the, the head coach Davide Mazanti are to be uh, uh, celebrated as the European Championship. What are your especially probably also about Serbia because Serbia was playing Boscovic, 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 and they didn't win as expected. Well, first of all, um, we expected Italy to be fighting for the medals in the women's uh, championship, and for what I could uh, have read during the tournament and especially after the final the the players felt a little bit uh, all the criticism they received after the 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 olympics and they were willing to to show that they are a good team and actually one of the best team in uh, uh, in the world when it comes down to women's volleyball um you say it. They play like a team. It probably was the breakout uh, uh, tournament for uh, for Pietrini, for Adrian Pietrini, who has been impressive uh, all on the tournament. And as a they male counterpart, they won every game they played. Italy between women's and men's uh, tournament have won uh, every game i think it was uh, eight in, in, in with the women and nine with the uh, with the men and in the final was I, I didn't expect that we know that italy and serbia are probably uh, two of the top four teams in uh, in the world with all the respect to the to the other two teams to get to the final in uh, to the semi-final, uh, which was a uh, Dominican Republic, who was the fourth picks. Where, where you do mean in the? Well, uh, where? I mean, I, I put Italy and Serbia in the top four with uh, China and and the US uh, in the world, uh, but but I'm leaving out the, the team that actually get fourth in the Olympic Korea to pull Italy Korea. in South Korea. Korea. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so Korea, we know that we uh, expected that. Uh, yeah, they, uh, South Korea beat beat Turkey in the quarterfinals, and Serbia beat Italy. Yeah, in the, yeah, I'm exactly. Seeing, and, I mean, in the Olympic Games, yeah. In the Olympics, yeah. In the European Championships, so we expected teams, and maybe with Turkey, that we have made a. Uh, as the as the underdog in the semi-final against one of those of those two teams, but I never expect the final to end like that. I think that the last set uh, of the final finished something like 25-11 or or something like that. They they didn't beat Serbia; they destroyed them yeah. you know, on their home court. So it it was um, double the <laughs> okay okay the victory, but you had it against the host. And you did it in that way, so it was, it, it, it was great. I'm so happy for for the girls to have in it. 
Yeah, and Serbia is just relying too much on Tiana uh, Boskovic. They don't have uh, any quality in the in the outside hitters position when uh, Brankica Mihailovic is uh, is not there. Probably Lazovic is going to be the future, but it's too early for her. And uh, that's that's the problem because they're playing Boskovic, Boskovic, Boskovic middle attack, Boskovic, Boskovic, Boskovic middle attack. When, when, uh, when possible for the middle attack, of course. Okay, uh, that's enough for the for the for the women's Euro. Italy is also the champion there, which is uh, uh, another Italian victory during this uh, this uh, sport uh, summer. Uh, let's just mention that in the U19 World Championship, probably we can talk more with Ronnie about it. But uh, but Poland became world championship uh, world champion with with Bulgaria. Uh, defeated in the final, very, uh, very big uh, uh, success for the Bulgarian uh, Bulgarian team. Uh, 30 uh, years, we didn't have any uh, collective sport team being in the World Championship final. So uh, in Tehran, uh, that happened um, this summer. Actually, 18 years ago, uh, we uh, won a bronze medal in the World Championship uh, uh, youth uh, uh, volleyball tournaments uh, with Matej Kaziski back then and uh, Todor Alexiev, uh, Krasi Gaidarski, Bujan Yordanov and others. And now uh, still defeated by, by Poland. Uh, actually, it's interesting that we beat Russia and Italy in the semi-final, respectively, the, the quarter-final. Um, yeah, I, 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 I made this joke that actually this, this is one of the one of very few uh, Italian defeats during this, this summer in any, in any sport. Uh, and uh, something which we mentioned in the beginning that uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, in the time of recording, or uh, today, uh, at the time of publication of this podcast, uh, the U21 World Championship uh, hosted by Italy and Bulgaria, uh, the final four uh, and uh, and the matches between fifth and uh, for fifth and eighth place will be pl- will be uh, played uh, uh, in Italy in uh, in Sardinia in Cagliari uh, and uh, and the the initial phase of the tournament uh, the half of the initial phase of the tournament will be played in in Sofia together with the matches uh, at the end between ninth and twelfth uh, place also. Uh, here again, uh, we have, for example, Brazil and Russia in the Sofia group, in one group. Uh, Bulgaria is with uh, C- uh, Cuba. Uh, uh, shame that Ronnie is not here to talk about Cuba a little bit. Uh, with uh, In the Bulgarian team, uh, we have uh, Denis Karagin, uh, probably is the biggest uh, star. Um, uh, he, uh, he will play in Monza uh, the upcoming season. Alexander Nikolov, the son of uh, uh, Vlado Nikolov, he, uh, he also uh, won this uh, silver medal in Tehran. Uh, uh, in Cuba, Marlon Yant uh, is the biggest star there. Uh, Poland is also in this, uh, in this group. And uh, Italy, of course, the hosts are the big uh, favorites for the whole tournament with players like Micheletto, like Tommaso Rinaldi, uh, like um, Paolo Poro. Uh, Giulio Magalini from the team of Verona uh, and uh, also the opposite Stefani. So yeah, probably if you if you like, you can also add something about about this tournament and the team of Italy. Uh, the, the expectation uh, are high because this group uh, uh, already proved at an uh, international level to be to be one of the, one of the best rounds and playing the the tournament at home. Should should also be a big boost. Um, let's see the the condition of uh, of Micheletto in uh, when when he will play. But but I think that I, I don't really know a lot about the, the the other teams involved. But at least they should easily go through the the group stage without any problems. And Ronnie said without conceding a set. But we, we, we will see. Uh, so I think that the most interesting part will be from the knockout stage uh, ahead. So in an early stages, I don't know if there are 
I don't know how many teams will qualify from from each group. Two, two, two. I believe two, and they they will play uh, like a second group stage, uh, which which will actually uh, be instead of the of the quarterfinal stage, and then and then the two teams against from each group will play in the in the final four. So basically, one between. Poland, uh, Bulgaria, and Cuba will not go yeah. through the the groups. Ah, wow! Yeah, we will not, we will not, uh, we will not be in the in the in, in the second last, last eight, last eight. Yes, not the quarterfinals, yeah. but the last eight because there won't be a classical quarterfinal phase. There will be a second second group stage where where the qualified teams will play against the qualified teams from the other group. That means that, for example, Bulgaria, Cuba, or Poland will probably play in the second stage against the probably Brazil and Russia. Oh, well, so <laughs> I, I don't know what, what other teams is on the on the bracket of, of the side of Italy, but it seems like that the, the big names are all on the other on the other side. Yeah, uh, probably that was that was enough for today. Uh, very soon we're going to talk also about the uh, the club leagues, they're starting very soon. I believe the Polish week is the first. They will start in 10, 10 days, something like this. Uh, nine or 10 days. Uh, then the Italian championship will start a little bit uh, a little bit later. Also, the first uh, stages of the, of the European uh, tournaments. I believe that the draw for Champions League, uh, both men and women will be uh will be on uh, friday so friday. we're going to we're going also to uh, to post information about it so yeah that was it uh, thank you again uh nicola uh, thank you uh, thank you also to ronnie even though he is not here but he's our inspiration in the chat for whatever conversation you can imagine uh thanks also for the listeners or for the and for the viewers uh, for, for watching or uh, listening to this, uh, if you like our content, you can, and you haven't done it so far, you can subscribe uh, in the YouTube channel of uh, Volleyball Explained or Cuban Spike uh, or in the Twitter or Facebook page of Piloli Di Volley, the page of, of Nicola. Of course, if you like that, uh, our content so much, you can also support us uh, in uh, in Patreon uh, with Volleyball Explained uh, page there. Uh, you, of course, in the, in the description of this video in YouTube, uh, I'm going to leave links for uh, all these uh, channels and pages and links to whatever. Okay, thank you again and bye-bye until the next time. Bye-bye. Forza Italia.